0: Good morning, and welcome to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. The show that takes a look at the events and what's happening all around Putnam County, as well as interviews with local, community, and business leaders. And now, sharing his insights and experience, here's Today in Putnam County with County Mayor Randy Porter. Thanks, folks Gibbons, and thank you for joining us today. Hope you're having a great weekend. This week's show... Is about domestic violence awareness. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and my guest this morning is Amy Stockwell. She's the director for our Family Justice Center, and we're going to talk about some of the stats and some of the things that, that you can do uh, when it comes to domestic violence. Morning, Amy.
1: Good morning, Randy. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Not a topic we really want to talk about, but it's something we need to talk about. It is. It uh, is. You know, you deal with this every day in, in your job but for some of us if you're not in a domestic violence situation, folks go on about their lives and don't think something don't think much about it. But I was reading one of the stats where that one of the states that they were using as their as their motto is it's like everybody knows one or something like that that you either Someone in your family, a friend, or somewhere you know has either went through it or, or is going through it. And uh, it's a nationwide problem Absolutely. That, we're having in, that we're having in America. And tell us a little bit about it, What what's going on and what's going to happen in October as far as awareness goes.
1: Well, October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month gives us that opportunity to talk about it not in an individual case, but domestic violence as a whole. So thank you for that. And everybody does know somebody that's experienced domestic violence and whether they've talked to that person about it or not. So that's what we're hoping to let the community know is that it is a community problem. A lot of times you don't see it, but we've got, you know, missing work hours. We've got criminal justice issues. We've got, you know, civil issues. This affects children and when they go to school. And so this really does affect the whole community and it takes a whole community to help solve this solve
0: a problem. You know, see something, say something, you know, has kind of been the the motto, and we use that for a lot of things If uh, with any type of violence that that you may uh, hear is coming, if you hear somebody say something, that they're going to do something. Sometimes, and I'm going to use this example, I never thought about this, but uh, my mother's a hairdresser, beautician. Yeah. And so now when she renews her license, she has to take a course on domestic violence that Things that for her to look for or to, you know, when people are getting their, their hair cut or colored or whatever. And, and I, I, thought, I thought it was crazy at first, but then I got thinking about it. You know, sometimes those folks, they got to talk to someone and it may be her that they wind up talking to. But it's becoming a part of, I guess, our day-to-day lives, uh, and it's a it's a nationwide problem. One thing that a stat that I that I saw when I was looking at this is every minute, twenty Americans experience some form of physical violence. It's about ten million a year. We're not talking physical violence by someone they don't know. These are their spouses, or girlfriends, boyfriends, a loved uh, one, a loved one. That just that's almost mind boggling, Amy.
1: It's really hard to wrap your head around the fact that someone that you love would hurt you and for people outside of that relationship to understand why that person wouldn't then leave. Yeah. So it is a complicated issue to wrap your head around because it doesn't make sense. But it takes an average of seven times for a person to leave a domestic violence relationship. And that includes maybe going through the court system seven times or, you know, packing up and moving and renting a new apartment and then going back. It's the the only crime that the victim doesn't really want to punish their abuser. Yeah. Well, because so. they're
0: a loved one. And we we've seen that I, it's more prevalent now, I think, than ever is. And you see it on a day to day basis that they come in. They've been violated in some way, shape or form. And within a day or two, they don't want to do anything. They're back with her spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it is it's a cycle they go through right
1: right and the abuser can't act like an abuser all the time or it wouldn't work so it's a huge it's really power and control instead of the violence so if I can control your actions so that you do what I want you to do whether it be cook dinner you know clean or make money and bring it home to me so that I don't have to work if you do those things without the violence and emotional manipulation works then sometimes it doesn't you know devolve into violence but as those psych go on then a lot of times that it does so the abuser can be really nice really kind you know supportive of their of their partner but then if they do something that they don't want then that starts that violence that cycle, cycle or emotional abuse whatever financial abuse and then after that event and the the victim now has you know, Experience that violence in whatever form, then they're back on the right road, according to the abuser, and that's the honeymoon period. You know, he may buy her gifts, he may, you know, do nice things for her, and then it starts all over again. All
0: over again. So it's, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, it's power and control.
0: We're talking with Amy Stockwell. It's Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October. She is the executive director of our Family Justice Center. Amy, I know years ago we used to think of domestic violence and it usually involved alcohol a lot of times. Mm-hmm. With the drug thing that we have going on mm-hmm. in our country, is that really increased the domestic violence? Are drugs a part of it now?
1: Drugs are definitely a part of it. We say it's not necessarily that the drugs make them mean, but it does right. affect their decision making powers. There's usually an underlying condition there that yeah. causes the drugs or the alcohol to then make them drugs, violent.
0: Drugs, alcohol, mental disease, all kinds. A of lot nature. of mental
1: health issues. Yeah. Yeah, they aggravate those causes of... Wanting to power, use power and control on somebody right.
0: else. I saw some other stats. 20,000 phone calls to domestic violence hotlines nationwide every year. That's a lot of calls. It's a lot. Uh, and and the, the thing that really got me was one in every 15 children are exposed to witness some form of domestic violence. Seeing their moms or dads or, or whoever it might be, someone in their family being a victim of domestic violence, that's sad.
1: It makes them infinitely more likely to be a victim or an abuser user as well and that's part that
0: carries on from generation to generation doesn't it, until it does that's that's sad i was looking at stats tennessee has always been up in the top 10 had yes. it for this i think we have fell out now which is a good thing and and i was surprised that the i guess the state that had the highest is kentucky 45.3 percent
1: they're either doing a better job recording their domestic violence incidences or They really Uh,
0: got a major problem. They got a
1: major problem, yeah. Uh,
0: Nevada was second, I saw with 43.8. Some of the states, New York was low, 31%. You would think with that population of New York and all they've got going on there, now that would have been higher. The Dakotas, North Dakota and South Dakota, were the two of the lowest. South Dakota only had 27.8. Washington, D.C., of course, not a state, it's a district, 24.4 all the crime and things they've got going on all these places. It makes me wonder, is your opinion that it's not getting reported?
1: I think that's part of it. And I also know that um, domestic violence really flourishes in if a abuser can isolate their victim from family, from friends, from other people. So if you're living in an apartment building in New York City, but you've got neighbors next door, then somebody's going to – Somebody's going to call or before, say something. Yeah, before it escalates too far. So maybe that living closer, you have more – See something, yeah. say something. Well, if you're living out in
0: South Dakota and your nearest neighbor is five miles away, right. probably less chances that it's going to get reported.
1: That's I mean, from what you said, that's what I'm guessing. But I know that in our rural communities, and we see that the Upper Cumberland Family Justice Center, we serve you know clients from all over the Upper Cumberland, and some of our worst cases are from our most rural counties.
0: Amy, Amy, have well, you been going now about eight years? I guess with the Family Justice Center, it is eight years. Yeah. We opened
1: in 2015, but we actually started this process in 2013. Yeah. That's when I was hired. So
0: started looking and trying to trying to do something that would help folks where they'd have a place to go. But tell our listeners. Explain the Family Justice Center and how it works and what y'all
1: do. Well, in a nutshell, the Family Justice Center is one place that you can come, one door that you can walk through without an appointment. You can meet with our navigator, domestic violence advocate, and access all the resources that are available in the community. So if you come in because you need counseling, then we can reach out to Genesis House, for instance, for that. So we work with multidisciplinary agencies, so law enforcement, DA, service providers, but you don't have to be leaving your situation to come in. If you just want to come to talk to somebody about safety planning and what does this process look like, a lot of people are, you know, afraid to leave. It's the most dangerous time, so we want to give them that support. A lot of our clients come in multiple times, and that's that's great. We'll just meet you wherever you are it's very client oriented we don't insist that you do anything we're not going to make reports to the police although we are we have to report child abuse and elder abuse of course but you don't even have to give us your real name you can give us a fake name just tell us what you want to want to be called so it's very confidential everything that we do is free we work with legal aid if you need civil legal assistance so we try to meet all the needs at the family justice center of course some of those have to be referred out
0: One-stop shopping,
1: right? It's one-stop shopping.
0: So how do folks, if someone's involved in a situation where they want to come in and get help or get counseling, or if they know of someone, how do they reach you or how does, how does it work?
1: Well, they can look on our website at UCFamilyJusticeCenter.org for Upper Cumberland, the UC. And then they can call us at 528 1512 or they can just come in. We're at two sixty nine South Willow Avenue, Suite E.
0: It's kinda of back up behind where Stone Calm Radio used to be there on yeah. Willow Bits in the building back up behind Yeah. Uh, back up behind that. So you kinda you, you got a duke's mixture of folks that, that all came together that at one time before this was created, they were scattered. So if, if you were in a situation and you needed help, you might have to go to one place, and then they may have to direct you across town to another place, which would then direct you across town to another place. You could spend hours or days trying to go from place to place. You go to the Family Justice Center, though, your navigators are there. They're going to take care of them. They're going to make sure they get to where they need to go, right?
1: And what we're going to do is many of those transportation problems take care of those ourselves. Yeah. So a lot of people come to us because we write all the orders of protection for Putnam County during the day. So they come in for, for that process. But we have those other supports, too, after that. That's sort of the crisis moment that they're having, you know, immediate need. Um, so we do that. We file those OPs for them so they can just come to one place We have a judicial commissioner located in the office, so we can take care of of all of that. So it used to be a much longer longer process. process. And just knowing about what resources are available, I learn new things every day. So I can't imagine that somebody who was in that situation would have the opportunity to learn about what resources were out there for them. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do is just keep in mind all the different wonderful programs that we've got here in the Upper Cumberland. And I know you're aware of a lot of those.
0: And so if you know someone out there or if you are a victim of domestic violence, there is help. You don't have to live through this. You, you can uh, you can get help and get out of that situation. Sometimes it takes a while to break that cycle, though, doesn't it, Amy? If we were talking about the cycle they go through through the abuse and, and then making up and all those. Uh, you said, it, what, sometimes seven visits? I think that's to... what
1: the average was. Wow. And we've seen that. Yeah. But... We also understand that that's just part of the domestic violence issue. You know, it's not somebody that, that you hate. If somebody yeah. robbed your car. It's not somebody out here on the
0: street yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> that's mugging you or something. This yeah. is someone that you've you married or you love or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be that uh, you're having to live through. I got to ask the question: How do you do that on a day-to-day basis? So, I mean, it just—it seems to me—I, I've always good friend would bet you some of the folks that do DCS, and and you think of seeing those children every day, and and you're seeing these uh, these folks.
1: You count every victory. You count every little step victory that somebody's able to do. You count every time somebody feels better about their situation after they leave the Family Justice Center than before they came in. But we have a fantastic team, too. So, one of the students at Tech described it this way, and I thought it was great. You know, we have a six-pound bag of rocks, but we spread it out so everybody carries one of the rocks. One
0: of the rocks. So, so you've not got all the weight on your. Nobody, setup?
1: Yeah, nobody works on a case by themselves. We,
0: and, and you're celebrating the positives that you did you get to see with some of Absolutely. these folks? Wow. You've got some events that you're going to be doing in October as part of uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Tell us about those.
1: Well, we're excited about this. This is sort of the fun time when we get to have the community and it shows victims that out, that are out there that they're not alone, that there is support. So we're going to do a social, social media campaign for October and we're going to ask people if they want to show their support online to um, paint their ring finger purple and then they can Um, Show it. We are holding it up. One in three women will be victims of domestic violence in their lifetime and one in four men. Either way, you want to do it. You want to just share that on any social media site with hashtag DVAM for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And you can tag the Family Justice Center if you want to. Wow. So we're going to do that the whole month. And then we've got some specific. We're going to partner with Tech to do a Love is Respect event. We're going to paint fingers there, too, and ask the students to come out. They can wear a sticker if they don't want to.
0: Don't want to paint their finger. We
1: understand that. And we're going to partner, I think, with Baskin-Robbins again on the 17th to do an ice cream day to show your support for victims of domestic violence and then we have purple thursday that we do every year where we take pictures just at businesses and with partners and put that on social media so that victims can see that and see that people support them and we're also doing a training with the tennessee children or commission on children and youth and that's october 24th so we're going to do a panel a panel discussion and take one case and show how you know how somebody would work through and then work with all of those partners if anybody's interested in that. So, and
0: lots of things going on and events to make people aware that the Family Justice Center exists. There is a place to go. And they show those are,
1: victims that they're supported.
0: Yeah, day or night you can get in touch with someone. They can take Absolutely. care of your needs in and, and many different ways, and, uh, and and that's just great. So tell our listeners one more time how they can get in contact with you.
1: We have a website. It's ucfamilyjusticecenter.org, or they can call us. It's 931-528-1512, or they can just come into our location, walk in from 9 to 4 Monday through Friday, and that is at 260 sixty nine south willow avenue suite e
0: so there's help out there folks talking with amy stockwell this morning she's her family just family justice center a director but domestic violence is a nationwide problem and many families individuals lives are destroyed by this uh, horrific problem and the key to it is education reporting so if you know someone in a domestic violence or abuse situation please report it thousands of people are abused each year that go unreported and they need help so uh, family justice center is there. They're funded by grants and the fines off the court system. Very little tax dollars go into that. Y'all do a great job, Amy. That's right.
1: The commission allowed us to take the victim's assistance assessment, so that's how we match our grants. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So y'all do a great job. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Randy. We appreciate you.
0: we got to take a break. Coming up next. You've been listening to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter.